with the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota Black State. stretch run to Mostert, gets the edge left, cuts back inside. Raheem Mostert has four rushing touchdowns and the most yards Listening to the Fourth and Gold Podcast with Javi and Fern. Try to do what's right and not be affected by any of that. And it's just been interesting to watch. And sure, glad that it's over. I'm glad that we got our guy. I'm glad we feel so good about it. And um, I'm just pumped to get him here. Welcome to the Fourth and Gold Podcast. We are back after a disappointing, heartbreaking, devastating. I don't know what other announce to use here, but uh, loss on Sunday night to the Los Angeles Rams after a 6-0 and streak to the Los Angeles Rams. You lose, or we lost. I will say we because we've been using we all season. 49ers do fall 20-17 to to the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC Championship game. Tough loss, heartbreaker, a lot of mistakes, a lot of questionable decisions, a lot of questionable penalties that were called and shouldn't have been called. Um, yeah. I will say though, this has been the most fun roller coaster season, probably in my adult life. Yeah, the most fun you had, huh? The comments are going sad boy hours. I'm not sad. I'm glad it happened. I look. I won't <laughs> lie to you. At the end of that game, I. Uh, it was an awkward, awkward moment between my wife and I where I was just standing in the living room staring at the television screen. I'm pretty sure my ears were red and she could just see me in the, one of those moments where she just had to walk away. Like she just, she left me there. She, I wasn't saying a word and she had to leave me go. Just let me like dwell on it for a little bit. And it hurts to be so close to a Super Bowl again. Um, we as 49er fans, we are all too familiar with gut-wrenching losses, uh, all too familiar with it. So, you know, we've been there before, right? And we've all mended and we hop back on the, the train again, you know, in the offseason, draft and, and camps and whatnot. So heartbroken. Yeah, Axel, man, I was, I was, I was really hurting too, especially once everything, the tide started to change and you could feel momentum shifting. Um, and then the way it ended was really rough for me, but you know, there's a lot of positives to take away from the season, especially considering the start. It's just one of those, man. It's just when you get so close and we've been so close so many times, um, and we keep falling short. So I, I think that that pain, you think you were completely numb to it, but then in the moment it's, you know, you, it hurts. It hurts all over again. But um, at least we can we could start talking about the future. We could start talking about what we do next um, from a team standpoint and draft picks and the whole nine free agency. But first things first, you know, we can we can really get into this game here and, and what went wrong, Javi? What went wrong? Uh, a lot went wrong. Um, 20 attempts for 50 yards. 
rushing. That's not a recipe for for success. We've talked about that all year. You need to be able to 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 run the ball thirty times, right? Yeah. And how do you earn the right to run the ball? You convert on third downs. Niners did not convert on third downs. So everything that has led them to this point of the season or led them to the NFC Championship game failed them. And I shouldn't say failed them. They failed at accomplishing those things. Third down conversions. Niners were three of nine. We've talked about it all year. 40% is the delta for this team. That's right. Anything below 40, we got a problem. I think they overcame it maybe once or twice in the season. But for the most part, 40% on third down is going to get you the right to run the ball a little bit more frequently, a little bit more often um, in this game. You have, yeah, 20, 20 attempts for 50 yards, a 2.5 yards attempt, a clip, turnovers, right? And it's not that they were, it's not that, that the turnover was costly. I, I wouldn't say it's costly. It came in a desperation moment in the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I could see why like, he felt like he needed to throw it, you know? You know what I mean? It just, it doesn't sound like, it, it, that interception didn't cost them the game. No. What it ultimately cost them the game was the things that happened leading up to that interception. The O-line was struggling. The quarterback was struggling. No run game. You started seeing some bracketing on Debo Samuel. Guys weren't being able to get wide open. You have the quarterback missing the guys wide open, taking the wrong reads. I was looking at the film before he got hopped on. I have it running right now. You know, if I told you Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't sacked all game, you'd say we probably won the game. He yeah. had zero sacks, but he had even <clears> pressure <throat> in his face most of the game. Um 49ers total yards, 282 to the Rams of 396. And the biggest, I think the biggest story of this game, the Los Angeles Rams were 11 of 18 on third down. Yeah, Look, man, we don't typically talk all that much during games, right? Because, you know, we're, we're both locked in. We don't want to jinx everything, right? So we kind of stay into our thing, maybe a couple texts here and there, but we're not totally communicating the entire time. But I texted you in the middle of that game, just all these long third down conversions. Because it wasn't like all of them were just third and ones and third and twos. I mean, there were plenty that were in that third and eight to third and 12. I mean, we had some nice third downs where they were picking those up consistently to start, especially to start. Right. And it was it was so annoying because. You know, the defense is playing well. You definitely, there was a lot of soft coverage on between Cup and especially Odell Beckham, who was able to just pretty much have all the space he needed whenever he wanted. Um, and that was frustrating because you can't just keep moving the chains, right? You can't just have them continue to move the chains the way they were doing it and, and as easy as they were doing it on those third and 12. I mean, we're talking a catch and boom, it's right. We're, they're moving the chains like no one was there to even hit them right away, make it tough. They were able to way too easily move these chains. And then I think another thing is the 50 yards rushing, man. I mean, that for us, that is just, that's not 49er football. And guess what that means? That's, that's a lot more pressure on 10 to have to go out there and seal the deal for us. And uh, that's asking a lot of a guy that, right. I mean, look at this. It's asking a lot of a guy in number 10 here, Jimmy Garoppolo to, to put the entire team on his shoulder when that's not something he does. And LA had a really nice game plan where just anytime it looked like a run, they just sold out all over it. I mean, they, yeah. they just really brought the house plenty of times. 
I mean, the first play of the game. This is I'm I have I'm I'm gonna probably run the film most of the most of the show. Um, the first play of the game. Look at the defensive line, and look at look at what they're doing here. It looks to me you got man coverage across the board. You have one, two, three, four, five, five, six, six man front. Okay, what does that tell me? We dare you, Jimmy Grapple, to throw the ball. But first play of the game. Niners usually run on first down most of the season, but they the the Rams fully committed to stopping the run all the way through, through and through, um, right? And then I thought it was curious that Debo Samuel started in the backfield. I was like, Where, "Where's twenty five? Elijah Mitchell's banged up, man. Like it's it's okay to say that he's banged up. Yeah. Been banged up most of the season. It is what it is. You know, second play of the game, you have this toss, doesn't go anywhere. This is the one. Where Kyle gets, and this is where I don't agree with some of the fan base saying Kyle had issues with play calling. Because looking at the tape, there are guys wide open. And this is why I get so frustrated watching the game tape after the game. Yeah. Because there are so many missed opportunities that either Jimmy does not see or does not want to take. Yeah. We'll get to Jimmy in a few, but I don't I don't want to bag on him here. But there no, were so no, many no, missed no, opportunities here. But this is the one I think everyone's gonna see. This is Trey Lance hits this throw because he did it against the Texans. It's literally the same play. So here we go. It's in it's the it's the overthrow. It is wide open. You got cover one, or you got you know, you got a single high safety. Right, man coverage it looks like because Ramsey's following Debo here. Easy money, pitch and catch, Jimmy. You have to put that on Kittle. You have to. Have to. You Easy. have to. And that's right at the start, right? I mean, that's that's midway through the first quarter, right? Right, right at the beginning, and those are the opportunities, the big play opportunities that all too often we've come accustomed to missing. Right, because there's only so many big shots you're going to take in the course of a four-quarter game, right? A lot of teams are going to try and avoid those big explosive games. But that is a wide-open play, a wide-open, one of the best tight ends in football, wide open. You got to at least give the man a shot to catch the ball, and he just airmails it. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things. Like Kittle doesn't have a chance. And you know Kittle will lay out. He doesn't care who's behind him. He doesn't care what kind of hit he's going to take. He's going to lay out if he has a chance. The guy doesn't have a chance to catch that ball. And frankly, if he does catch it and Jimmy throws him in stride, now you're asking a safety who's to trailing. solo tackle George Kittle, who is also trailing him at the time, if you throw it to him in stride. So there's a chance that that might even go for six if it's thrown correctly. And it's those types of opportunities because, frankly – if you look back at LA's opportunities, right, they have a drop touchdown in the end zone that was perfectly thrown by Stafford. And there were there were plays where this game maybe isn't as close as it needed to be if the LA Rams wide receivers caught a couple extra balls that were actually well thrown. Whereas George Kittle has a chance to make a big play and Jimmy for no reason whatsoever just completely misses him on that. And we're not going to bag him because – you know, we we it's it is the end of the road for the Jimmy Garoppolo era. But if anyone wants to know why, outside of you know his winning record, it's those throws that he has to be able to make 
to a George Kittle that can pick up 40-something yards if you just throw it the way it needs to be thrown. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. So shout out to Perk in the comments here. Uh, no, I understand Perk. You're, he's, he's saying no, how we were talking about Shanahan's play calling in certain situations. So oh, yeah, I'm going to some- go right to the situation that everyone wants to talk about. Um, and that's that fourth quarter last drive before um, they end up going tying it. The Niners are up by three. You're at midfield, basically. First play is the play to Elijah Mitchell. You get nine yards, and then it goes to second and one, third and two, fourth and two. Um, the play calls, initially, I don't have any issue. I will say this. I have no issue with the first call because it gets you nine yards, right? So here's the first call. Your normal inside a handoff to Elijah Mitchell. You got nine yards. Cool. Got it. Perfect. The second play call is another handoff to Elijah Mitchell. I have no problem with that on second and one. He just got you nine. Why wouldn't you go back to it? Mm-hmm. Right? You go back to it because it worked the first time. And we've been using that type of strategy most of the season. How many times have we had six, seven, eight, nine, ten consecutive runs? Right? Again, look at where the Rams are lined up. You have literally nine players within six yards of the line of scrimmage. I don't want to hear about play calling decisions. You have to look at the the process of it. There is nine guys right there. The other, you have your safety deep, and I wish I had a pointer. And you have your corner man coverage on yeah. IU, right? But this is this is second and one. You should be able to get this. They were dominated. Eighty Trent Sherf misses his block. Elijah Mitchell, uh, loss of one yard. It's not about the play call. It's about the execution as well. Watch 81 completely whiff. He misses completely. If he picks his block, that's a first down. And uh, do, you recall, do you recall why Debo is not on the field for that play? Uh, probably because like, his gas has been carrying his team. He's probably yeah. just gas. Yeah, because I sure as hell would love to have seen you know, Debo out there helping block as well. But I would have rather had Debo blocking there. Absolutely. Absolutely. But look, I mean, you're right. Those are opportunities where you should feel confident that, hey, even one yard, we should be able to get one yard on those kind of plays. Frankly, I, I do. I did think we we missed some opportunities for some play action, uh, some big plays through play action, especially some of those looks that the Rams were giving the 49ers where they they were daring them to throw it where they were really selling out on the run. I've been kind of hoping and fingers crossed that we get some type of Debo play action where it looks like he's going to run and maybe something to Brandon or George Kittle, some kind of play action where, cause the second Debo is in the backfield, everyone was they It was just, they were selling out on that run altogether, but there were some play calls. I was a little iffy about and one's coming up shortly is the fourth and two. You know, that's, yes, that's still, still yeah. going to get me. So I, this is I, this is where I, I will agree with most of the fan base. The play calling was iffy. Third and two. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it from the jump. Okay, guys, we've seen this before. You have Trent William eligible. You have an offset look in the backfield with your fullback and your running back. Look at the line of scrimmage. Look at how many players are within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Ten. Mm. 10. 
and you want to run out of that, but you want to run out of it using your fullback, which, okay, I understand you want to break a tendency, but Kyle, you've only ran this play three times. How many, how much of a tendency are you breaking here? Yeah. Right. You ran it twice against green Bay. It worked once. The second time was also, was a, I want to say his legal, legal formation. And the, oh, I'm saying you use it in Dallas where he just motioned. He didn't really do any, he didn't do much with it. He was just eligible. He didn't do much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was on the, the QB sneak. They, they moved uh, Williams to the right. This one, you have the inside handoff to use check. Now with this, before we even get to the, the actual play, this is part of why I have been so critical of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? It's not always about what's happening in the game. It's, it's, it's who he is, right? Defenses do not respect him as a passer. So you're going to see these six, seven, eight-man boxes, and they're going to dare him to throw. We saw it in the Super Bowl. What did Frank Clark say? You can't dink and dunk us all game events, so you're going to have to throw, right? Everyone remember that comment? I think everyone does. And we saw it again with the Rams. Raheem Morris was probably the best coach on Sunday. And this is why you trade what you traded to get out of the Jimmy Garoppolo era. Yeah, this play call makes absolutely no sense to me. This is the one that irks me the most, and it's probably the only play call that I had an issue with. So we're gonna watch it here. You're gonna see Trent go in motion, right? No one moves. Rams D line did not move. Did anyone see the move? No one moved. Nope. So and now you're what Trent Williams did with his block. <laughs> he blew, he blew it up. Sometimes the smartest Sometimes people. Wow overthink it like sometimes the smartest people just overthink it and i think that's what kyle did there i think he just overthought it and said you know my boy mcveigh is going to be ready for this i'm a hit i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna throw him a little curveball here and break something big up the middle here and pick up this first down instead you know i would have i would have enjoyed the run following trent williams because again look at is this the play or we're this is the yes. fourth. This is where they're trying to get him to jump off sides, and they don't. Yeah, jump. and this fourth and two bothers me too. From the play one, the play calling, the, the the play before that kind of irked me a little bit because I just wish they would have followed Trent. But then the the fourth and two, you know, you just got McVeigh to get rid of his last timeout, correct? Like they they, they literally no have no timeouts left, and McVeigh's reaching. Like we're at a point where McVeigh's like. He's, he's trying, he knows this game's getting close and he doesn't want to lose control of it. And he's reaching and reaching. And, you know, I know that analytics would say, just go, you know, punt this ball, get your de- your defense has been playing well, make them drive the length of the field, right? Let's play a, let's play a position battle here and make them drive the field. But Absolutely. even as a fan watching this, I was feeling momentum slipping. I was feeling it happen as I'm watching. I could feel it as I'm drinking my beer. My wife's over there. All of a sudden, my attitude's starting to change. And I'm going, if this is this is an opportunity with them with no timeouts to get two yards, right? Just find a way to get two yards with, with the George Kittles and the Elijah Mitchells and even Jimmy just running the ball. Like if we could find just two yards, and I'm not saying the game's over, but here now we can get back to running the ball. They have no timeouts. Now we've got a shorter field. Maybe we pick up another three points. Maybe we put it in there for seven and we run another minute or so, two minutes off the clock. In the meantime, while they have no timeouts, I just thought this was a big like, 
put your fucking ball sack on the table, right? And just let's fucking go. Let's win this game. Let's go to the Super Bowl. Momentum starting to slip. And instead, I felt like it was this internal battle with Kyle on the sidelines. Like, oh, fuck, do I want to go for this? Do I not want to go for this? No, uh, uh, uh. And then he decided not to, which, again, fine. The defense was playing well. I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but there was just – I could feel momentum. And I just thought two yards, man. And if if I I think if Kyle had felt comfortable with Jimmy – I think he goes for it. Like, I think in most instances, Kyle would go for that if he had a quarterback that he felt very comfortable with. And we know he doesn't feel comfortable with Jimmy, but that's just those kind of moments where it's like, you need to have the guy there that you can say, he's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to do, we're going to do something. We're going to run a play and we're going to pick up two. You should be able to pick up two. Frankly, we should have picked it up when it was one yard. I would have been, I would have been cool with the Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback sneak real fast acting like it was yep. shotgun coming up boom pick up a yard and then keep churning it but instead we got a little saucy and that's fine but there's opportunities and i felt like that was a big a big opportunity for us to keep our foot on the gas and keep things going by taking a chance and going for that on fourth and two and part of the part of part of the issue i have with it the third and two and the fourth and two decision the third and two okay first down awesome play call nine yards can't complain no one can complain about that right that's Fine. Second and one. I get it. I do. I do get it. But I'm with you. Why not? That break a tendency. That's a tendency breaker. Give Jimmy Garoppolo a QB sneak at second and one. No one's gonna expect that. Yeah. Right? Line them up normal. Like just have it normal, your normal yeah. three by one. And hey Jim, go get me one yard real quick. Yeah. It's loud out there. Go up to your center like you got to say something to him. And then, boom, quick take it and, and push for one. Exactly. Like, it's an opportunity there that, that I think oh, we missed. Man. And then on third and two, I would have rather have seen Jimmy Garoppolo in shotgun. Right? Because then you get them a little bit off the line of scrimmage. Yep. Right? Run a screen. Run a bubble. Give me something. I'm not at the, I'm not at the, so I, I seen a lot of people on Twitter, like, why don't we get a play action pass? And this is not, I'm not trying to be condescending to those folks. Yeah. The offensive line was getting their ass absolutely kicked. Towards the end I don't of want game, Jimmy Garoppolo to have to sit there and wait for a long developing play. Right. So I, I'm not here. For, I don't want to see a play action pass. I want to see Jimmy's normal three-step three step drop out of shotgun, boom, drift route to Debo, or boom, right in front of him to fucking Juwan Jennings, or boom, here's George Kittle. Or what about just a little quick Texas route that's, oh, that's gotten you so far in the last five years? Throw that to Jeff Wilson. Throw it to Elijah Mitchell. Get yeah. Debo in the backfield because he, he, they just did it the week before, Right. With Debo Samuel out of the backfield, they run the Texas or choice route. Boom, you get a big game. That's what gets you in the field goal range, right? Those type of things are there. They were available. If you were to stop overthinking it, Kyle, Kyle gets so tight. His asshole gets so tight yeah. in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Close game. Part of, it, part of it is because he doesn't trust his quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right? To me, he's basically a skinny Andy Reid. Fern, we grew up watching Andy Reid in Philadelphia. How many times did he do this type of shit? Yeah, I mean, he he would find a way to mismanage a game a little bit, Andy. And uh, Andy Reid's he's goaded. I mean, he Andy Reid. I'm not yes. knocking Andy Reid. I mean, 
But there have been plenty of times Andy Reid has mismanaged a game. And Perk said a little bit ago, too, about Kyle getting tight right in the late games, too, just like you mentioned. It is, he said it in some other words, uh, but but it was pretty much the same. It was pretty much the same thought. Um, but it's true. I mean, those are those are <laughs> massive. You know, you know, um, what's his name in New Orleans? And I can't think of how to beer, and you got me thinking about this game. What's his name? The coach. He just stepped down. Champagne. 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 If there's one thing you could say about him, he was never afraid to go for it. Like go for oh. the play, the game-changing play. He had an onside kick to open the second half in the Super Bowl. That's what I mean. Like never afraid to do something. And I'm not saying well, that's what we should have done. Is that does something that crazy? But the fourth and two with the opportunity with the guys that we have. You're right. You 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 throw Jimmy in some kind of shotgun, and all his all these concept these routes that he throws that have the layers built in where one guy's coming across to open it up for another guy, and Jimmy gets about two reads, depending on what happens. So he can make a quick throw to one guy or another when one of them will always be open. It's just a matter of Jimmy executing the throw. There's just, there's big moments in games and we let one slip away because I do think that's an opportunity to take advantage. That's Kyle saying, Oh damn, look at Sean McVay mismanaging this game. Now this man's just throwing the red flag, challenging shit, trying to get the ball. Cause he's starting to get worried the way this is looking, the way the drive's looking. And guess what? Kyle missed an opportunity to take advantage of Sean McVay mismanaging the game. And now, boom, he picks up a first down. You know what everyone's talking about? Everyone's talking about all the clock that we're going to run after that because he has no timeouts left and there's plenty of time on the game, plenty of time left in this game. Absolutely. So I'm not, that's not always one play. I mean, it's not one play that decides us all. There's a lot of things that went into that, but I just, there's big momentum swings. And I think we let one slip by by that play calling right th- right down the end because I, I do think there was – like, with one yard to go, we said Jimmy Garoppolo is the king of the quarterback sneak. Like, Just give, it to- give him the ball. Like let him get hit. He'll reach over. He's going to give it a shot. Like do that or run behind Trent Williams just because he's a monster. Like do that. Yeah. I know he was banged up himself, so I don't know. I – um. I like we brought up Peyton Manning and the 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 comments where we had Drew Brees, and then 49ers throw back in the comments. Kyle wasn't aggressive. This goes back to one. I don't. I'm not going to say Kyle wasn't aggressive because I think I'm I'm looking at Kyle is his whole body of work, right? Like if he passes too much or the people are on his ass. If he runs yeah, too, he doesn't run. Much, yeah. Right? Or, or yeah, if he runs too much, he why didn't he pass? Like neither way you go, you're never going to be happy. But I think the the part of why Kyle is viewed as not as aggressive is because who's under center. And ultimately, that's his fault for keeping exactly. Going. But he was right and wrong at the same time. Like he was right that Jimmy Garoppolo gave him the best opportunity to win. It was wrong in the sense that you know he, that he could make this. He could hide him enough. You know, yeah. hide him enough to get you through. Eventually, that you got to pay that bill, and th- this bill had to get paid in the NFC Championship game. Right. If you can't trust your guy to get you two yards through the air, why the fuck is he out there? Yeah. Right. Like, come on. What are, what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, um, people brought up in the chats like, oh, that's that's a good opportunity to throw a tray in there and do some kind of RPO or, or something along those lines. And there's an opportunity for that as well. Now, mind you, Kyle's made it pretty clear like that's 
kind of not the game anymore. That's not part of the game plan. But, man, man, I mean, a, a lot of people are making really valid points. I mean, how do you blame Kyle? I mean, he doesn't trust number 10. That's just how that's just what that's just how it is. And that's the big problem here is not trusting 10. But we've said it from the beginning of the year. It's we he made this bed. They made this bed. They got to sleep in it, man, mm-hmm. because they did this to them. So they put themselves in that situation. And that's fine because we're in the NFC championship. But now exactly. you got a chance to go win it. And it's it sucks that we, we don't come out on top with a W. But again, you can't put the blame on just one person. It wasn't just Jimmy Garoppolo. It just so happened, though, that with all the scheming Kyle typically does and with the running game and all these quick little short yards, you know, Debo picking up runs, rushes, receiving yards, doing everything, they found an opponent. Now for the third time they were playing this season, and that's tough to begin with at all, to be having to play a team three three times in the course of a season. But finally, L.A. said, we have to take this run game away. We have to sell out on this run game yep. because if we don't, Jimmy Garoppolo, the few things that he will do, the 200 yards, a relatively efficient day until the end, right, that was going to be enough to beat them if we were running the football. And they took that away. And they said, go ahead, Jimmy, throw for three touchdowns or whatever it is, two touchdowns. Like, you you win this game. And you know what? It just so happened that the team that finally took the run game away ended up being the Rams, and it ended up being the NFC Championship. I think that's what hurts the most because we've been, we've been doing what we wanted for a few weeks now, right? We've been getting everything we wanted. The running game has been just cruising. Yeah. Debo continues to just show off why he's worth every penny he's going to be getting. And even against the Rams, Debo still showed why he's so special. But Elijah is banged up, like you mentioned, and the running game wasn't there. And that is what we need when you have a guy like number 10 that is not the go-getter quarterback. He is the game manager quarterback that you hope can hit a couple of those plays that you need to, to extend the drives and put in a touchdown or two. I mean, you nailed it. Um, I'm, all week, all week I said the Rams are kind of soft, right? They were cushy. They set the tempo in this game. They brought it and to perk here in the, in the comments, he, they came with the thunder. They came to hit. They came out with more physical. They came a little more prepared. This time around, they came out to sell out, sell out versus the run. Dared Jimmy to pass. They were there. Their safeties played really good football um, and made all the difference in the run game, too. So, you know, there's a lot of blame to go around in this game. I think if I had to list it out, 49ers offensive line, mainly the middle. Actually, everyone but Trent Williams. Yeah. Everyone Trent but Williams was badly, man. He, he even even yeah. him, you saw him look. He didn't look quite like himself at times. And I was, I'll say this, like you know, folks were like, "Oh, let's blame the defense." But I'm not. I'm I'm never oh, no. going to blame this 49ers defense if they have a down game. It's just not going to happen because they carried you through this last 11 games to get to nine and two. So they get a they can get a pass for having a slightly off day where they held a team to 20 points. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I'm not I, doing. It. Trent Williams yeah. is going to get. A, Trent Williams is not going to get any any slander from me. Why? Because he played through what he played through, and he's been the best left tackle in football. So if he misses a block or two, 
I can live with that. What I can't live with is Alex Mack snapping the ball too early, Brunskill getting ran over, Tom Compton not doing well. And then surprisingly, Lakin Tomlinson was getting his ass kicked for portions of the game. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. make sense. So, and then the other part, the team, the the other group of the team that was been a Achilles heel for this team all year, the special teams, they played fine. They were fine. It was on the offense. Or the, and that starts with Kyle and Jimmy. It start, it's those two. More the so team, Jimmy than Kyle. The, yeah, the team with the better quarterback won. Like, it, it came, both teams came to play. Both teams embraced the physicality of what this game was going to be. Both teams. I'll tip my hat to the Rams because they, they accepted the challenge. Right? Someone in the comments mentioned about Aaron. Yeah, Bobby Boucher. Uh, Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald was getting hot on the sideline, bringing everybody together because he knew this is what it needed. This is what it took. They needed to embrace the ugly. They needed to fight back. And and you know what? He came in clutch towards the end. Those last two series that we had were atrocious. The last two times that we touched the ball were atrocious. And the very last series that ends up sealing the, this game uh, for the Rams was even worse. So, I mean, it was terrible. No one looked like they knew what was going on. Um, all of a sudden, the stadium was too loud. We're getting a delay of game at the one point towards the end. Uh, it, meanwhile, I think L.A. had two or three delay of games that were never called. Um, there's also the punt the 49ers had that dude gets rocked helmet to helmet right in front of a referee. No one sees that apparently. But uh, refs aside, the last two series were atrocious for the 49ers. Yep. And that's a combo of Kyle Shanahan. I don't know why they seem so off cue. I don't know. I have no idea. And if we needed to take a timeout to avoid losing five yards when we're that back in our own, like then we needed to do it. I, I don't know the reason for it or the communication issues, but it's it's unacceptable in an NFC championship for that to happen. I mean, we, we've got to be a little bit more prepared. So I was really surprised how it looked. Yeah, and and ultimately, it goes back to what I said in the beginning, right? It's not, we know Jimmy, we know who Jimmy Garoppolo is. And this is why you get these type of performances from him because defense know exactly what to expect from him. Um, Look at that throw that almost got picked you just showed. And this, uh, this, this is the final, I'm showing the final two drives. This is all. Look at him roll out right. And then when he throws it to Ayuk, look at, is it Jawan Jennings who like leaks out? Wide open. And that's, that's that throw that like uh, Aaron Rodgers threw to, to uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones. Like the leak, like I love that route. I love Jawan Jennings taking it upfield. Um, unfortunately, Jimmy, I, I don't think saw him, nor do I think Jimmy makes that throw anyway while he's running to his right. But. Um, oh. All he has to do is throw it in the vicinity. Yeah. I don't uh, know how that works now with, I think Jawan Jennings walked out of bounds though. So yeah, but as long as he reestablishes himself, he's good. Okay. Um, so, you know, it just, oh, that's frustrating. And, and he has guys, he has Debo right underneath really fast. He doesn't throw it to Debo. He, if Jimmy's Mr. I get the, get the ball out quick. And there were opportunities for him to take some of those underneath routes that he typically will take. That's three, four yards. And he's throwing it to playmakers that might take it 10, 15. 
Uh, and it, it, you keep showing the video and it's starting to just piss me off the more I watch it because there are guys there that are open that he just doesn't <laughs> see. One, because the offensive line just gets obliterated. That play right at the end, I mean, it's just obliterated offensive line. And it's unacceptable at that point. I mean, um, so, Mac, I don't know what Mac's doing there either. And Oh, geez. Yeah, it's just a disaster, those last two drives. So Bobby Boucher in the in the chat here. Remember when Jimmy used to scramble to extend the pocket before the ACL tear? Yeah, but he also threw set five picks that first year in 2017. Seven touchdowns to five interceptions. I think that was that was lost. Bobby's right end. though. Bobby is right. Yeah, I mean he was still at, he was very he was always a turnover machine. Yeah. So I don't think that. anything's changed with him though. He's just not Here moving. He- He's not willing to just take off a little bit. Yeah, I felt like he was a lot more willing to move around and get a little crazy. I mean, I don't know if that's because weapons-wise, we were a little different. I don't know the reason for why he seemed a little bit more like willing to just make shit happen, whereas now he seems so unsettled in the pocket and he's moving around. And not just this last two drives, it's Jimmy in general's change. And maybe it is the ACL that that's changed him a little bit. But let's not get it twisted. 2019 Jimmy and 2022 Jimmy are eerily similar if you look at all the stats across the board. And the turnovers are still yeah. there. The t- like the yards are you know they're all in the same ballpark. This guy is who he is. I don't I don't want to get overly worked up about him because of Oh, we're going to talk about him. You know, but but it's where we're at with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he he is who he is week to week. That is what you're going to get from Jimmy. You're, you're going to get maybe 200 yards. Uh, and a touchdown is, and a pick. I mean, and that's about final, it. And on the screen right now is the final play of Jimmy Garoppolo's nine career. An interception. Yeah. It's listen. Yeah. Do I? And I'm not. I'm not trying to dump on the guy because it was. You know, he. Joe Budden always says, "Start with love." I'm gonna go and say, <laughs> "Go ahead, man." Jimmy Garoppolo. When he came to San Francisco, I remember calling you. Remember, I don't, I don't know if you remember yeah. the phone call. Yeah, I was like, "Yo, we got Jimmy G," and you're like, "What do you think?" I was like, "Man, I like it. Mm-hmm. Kid's gonna be pretty good. Like he's decent, right?" We had that conversation. A lot better than we had. Exactly, a lot better than what we had. And then you learn over the five years of you know you start to pay attention more and more and more. Jimmy Garoppolo. Unfortunately, his tenure is always going to be remembered as not good enough. Whether it's not good enough for Kyle, not good enough for the fan base, not good enough for the league, not good enough as in, to his peers. He just wasn't good enough. He wasn't good enough to get the job done. Jimmy was the answer for a team in reconstruction, essentially, right? He was the right guy to get you out of your rut, to help build your culture, elevate it a little bit, level you out to give you your stability. The problem with the stability side of it, though, is he was injured too damn much. He missed really two seasons while he was here, right? Um, Well, I shouldn't, yeah. He missed basically two seasons. He missed missed most of 2020. But the two years that he was here, Kyle Shanahan was able to utilize his skill set, develop an offense um, to where they would win. They won. 10 plus games, right? They went 10 and seven. They went 13 and three. So you, you got that out of them. You went to, you got four playoff wins out of it, two road playoff wins, a Super Bowl appearance, and your two losses come in the NFC title game in the Super Bowl. 
Where have we heard that before? Alan Kaepernick, Alex Smith. Like we, we've seen this. We've had a lot of really good quarterbacks yeah. who just haven't been able to find a way to get the job done for us. Yeah. Why I was so calm after the loss last night is yeah. this team is better now than when Jimmy arrived, right? Jimmy's gonna leave this team better than he than he when he got it. So that's a that's 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 a plus to this situation. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. Once you start to really dig into this guy, was hidden by a run game, hidden by his head coach, and carried by the defense most of the time. That just is what it is, right? You can't have this the, one of the worst fourth quarter passer ratings in playoff football ever. Like he had a four point two rating on Sunday. Yeah, four point two. Out of what? What could you possibly get? What's a perfect passer rating? Eight point three. Yeah, so that's not good for anyone that doesn't. As in following, uh, look, uh, the reality with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, I agree with you 100%. Right? We were down, bro. We were in the fucking like gutter before that, you know, going be between the, the coaching carousel, the bullshit coaching carousel, right? The, the, the play of the team being, being in the just the high draft picks and just being sad because of where we thought we were a few years before that. Right with the Super Bowl appearance with Kaepernick and that squad, and then how quickly that fizzled out to us going back to you know we waited a long time for the Niners to get good when Kaepernick got there. Yep, uh, and then it was so short; it was such a brief like blip, and then we went back to being really shitty again. And the Tom Sula, like just the confusing like what kind of hires, uh, the, even Chip Kelly um, to a degree. But then the 49ers found a way to get their guy in Kyle Shanahan. Um, and they, you know, they still had some really good players on the team, but they were able to continue to draft, hit some late picks, and make a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. And now all of a sudden the quarterback position went from like gutter quarterback play to now we have a slightly above average. We have an above average quarterback now. And then look what happened. The second, not that he was a perfect quarterback, not that he was elite, but he's a guy that the locker room loves him, right? He's got passion for the game. They're able to rally around him. And now that talent was able to come to fruition. But I'm going to keep it real, man. And this is, you know, I'm just going to say what I feel. I'm just going to throw it out there. The best thing Jimmy Garoppolo ever did was get us Nick Bosa. So outside of bringing energy back to the organization and putting us back in a position where we compete, I can look at those five years because we're not going to have him next year, right? I mean, like you said, he's missed just about two years, year, you know, almost two years between injuries of his five-year tenure. He has statistically been one of the worst quarterbacks in those crunch times, right? Those fourth quarter, you just brought up a QBR. He's been awful in the playoffs statistically, right? Even in 2019. So you're looking at 2019, looking here, he's been not very good statistically, but that year where we go from Super Bowl 
uh, I'm sorry, the year we go from we're thinking we're about to, you know, we had some momentum going and we're thinking we're good and then he tears his ACL and then all of a sudden we get a guy like Bosa who is a generational talent. So you can replace a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. People might not want to hear this. I'm just saying it. You can replace a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, but the type of talent that you're able to receive when he wasn't on the field because of how poor we were at the quarterback position when he wasn't there. To me, that's like the biggest, the biggest thing that happened was that draft after Jimmy Garoppolo. Cause now we're going to be, now we're going to have a guy like Trey Lance and he's going to have all these studs and he's going to have a guy like Bosa. So I, that might be super rude of me to say, but I'm just looking at a tenure and I'm looking at, there's a lot of good, but in terms of an elite status of a quarterback and the money, I feel like, like Perk says, I feel like this is a guy that can be replaced. And at the end of the day, you're a, you drafted well. And because of, you know, his him being injury prone and, and he had unfortunately the ACL, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but he got, he got this organization and Nick Bosa and you know, Nick Bosa is not going anywhere for a long time for San Francisco. As long as that kid is healthy. I mean, that, that kid's going to be in a 49er uniform for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy can be replaced, and we saw that the Niners were trying to replace him for the last three years. I mean, that's all you need to know, right? And the well, sun- I mean, look at our offense. I know. Oh, it's it's training wheels, man. I mean, this is – I've been saying is, it for years. Yeah, I mean, this is a literally schemed offense around a deficiencies of a quarterback, which is fine, but you have too much talent to have a training wheel type offense. So guess what? I mean, we're we're loaded. Like, what team wouldn't want to have the guys that we have on our roster at our skill position? Like, what team wouldn't want what we have? We have we're loaded with talent. Yeah. And the quarterback position is something where I think I think a lot of people have said it. We win despite the quarterback, not because of our quarterback. Like, and that's that is the honest to god truth. But like you said, one of the biggest things he did was bring an excitement and an energy back. He brought hope to the back. 49ers. And he brought yeah. that hope back and he got us Nick Bosa. Yeah. So, you know, he gave us some wins. He gave us some ups and downs and highs and lows. Um, ultimately, he gave us heartbreak in the end, right? Super Bowl loss, which is not all on him. And then nope. the NFC oh, no, no. game, not all on him, but his play and his inability to close out games cost the Niners a trip to the Super Bowl. And a Super Bowl win. He outplayed Mahomes so, for what three and a half quarters. Yeah, like I mean, kind of, kind of outplayed. Yeah. But but you gotta you gotta be able to. He gets a ball batted down right in the Super Bowl. That w- would have been a massive play for us to keep things going. I just think uh, I appreciate it. But for anyone that's so not sold on the 49ers moving on, I just don't. I just don't get it. Because then all you are looking at is the, a nice guy who has a good winning record. And that is yeah. like really the only thing you can – he's a nice guy who, you know, charming, handsome quarterback who everyone likes. And he has – his win-loss record is pretty good. Yeah. And that's about it. <laughs> it's um, not X's and O's. Let's get to Jimmy post-game – um, I thought it was. You, all right, we'll get just get to it. 
I mean, the fact that, like, you know, there's an expectation that there's a ticking clock, that this is your last year, and you go through all How did you just manage that day-to-day and week-to-week? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, a lot of good people around me. A lot of good people in this organization, players, uh, just people in general, but just surround yourself with good people and, you know, good things will take care of themselves. He's a hard guy to dislike. That's like the saying. dude, like the dude, Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Yeah. I want to be his friend. Like I would want to, I'd want to be like his boy. Like he's, I I'd want him in my corner. Like he's a great, he seems like a great guy. Like he, he does. He seems like a great guy. Yeah. And that's why guys go to bat for him, right? And that's why he saw the locker room was the way they were. Um, but and he's choked up too, man. Like, I, I you feel he bad because you know yeah. he wanted it. Like, you know he wanted it. And that's the thing with Jimmy is he he is a competitor. And he wants to go out there and win football games. And I tweeted this earlier about, you know, Trey, hopefully Trey has thick skin like Jimmy Garoppolo. Because – when you're the San Francisco 49ers quarterback and, you know, since Steve Young, right, we haven't, we haven't had a consistent, a consistent person back there under center for an extended period of time. Um, and you're going to, you're going to have to go through the criticism. And if people think that, now that Jimmy's not going to be here next year, that it's going to go away from Trey, Lalo, it could be worse. I don't know necessarily if it will be worse, but I can tell you from week to week, that's what everyone will be talking about. When he has a bad game, it'll be, and especially if Jimmy had a good game, because Jimmy will be a starter somewhere. I don't know where, um, you know, I know you've got some guesses, Javi, but Jimmy will be a starter and let that Monday come around or Tuesday come around after a week where Trey struggled and Jimmy played well and watch how everyone talks about, see, you were so quick. You wanted that man out, but look what he's doing and it's going to happen. And hopefully Trey has the, the thick skin that Jimmy had because whether or not Jimmy was on Twitter all the time or he read all the news, you couldn't hide from the heat that Jimmy Garoppolo had to undergo between the words from his own coach, right. To the organization planning on getting rid of him and for him to still go out there and be a pro. I respect him so much for that. And that's one of my biggest takeaways from him is whatever organization ends up with Jimmy Garoppolo is going to love him because he is a pros pro. And hopefully, hopefully Trey has the same type of, and it, it seems like he does from my, from just the few times you get a mic in front of his face. He seems like, a humble kid who just works, but he's going to have to be ready to, to be put, put under that fire. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just hard to, it's hard to quantify what Jimmy Garoppolo was for this team. Like he was, he wasn't as bad. It's like, it's, he wasn't as bad as some people made him and he wasn't as good as other people made him. Like he just, he was just, he just was like, he never got better. He just, he didn't like, there's nothing you can find that says he got better as a player, but he also didn't get worse. No, he is who he is. He's just stayed the same the entire time, which is wild. And I think it, there's a credit. I want to, you know, I, I, I took a lot of shit last off last year because I kept saying, Jimmy's maxed out. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Like, oh, I don't want to see how coaches need to coach and the player. Listen, at some point, players are just maxed out. Jimmy Garoppolo was maxed out. Nick Mullins was maxed out. CJ Beathard was maxed out. At some point, you can't put that on the head coach if the guy just can't operate the offense or play better, right? Those are their options that they had. What you can blame Kyle for is picking those guys, right? But the timeline of the Jimmy Garoppolo era didn't allow Kyle to go make a switch sooner than he than he wanted to probably. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't tell me that Kyle wasn't thinking about getting rid of this guy in 2018. Yeah. After the Vikings game. Right? There's there's so many opportunities. I mean, that Kyle has never been committed to Jimmy Garoppolo. Like never. I mean, and he has spoken harshly, yeah. right? Even someone in the comments brought up uh, John Lynch liking the tweet about leaving him. <laughs> like, this guy has had to deal with a lot of stuff. And, you know, he's dealt with a lot. But then he's also has to understand when you're a quarterback, you're going to have to go through that in general. And considering the his performances and his stats over that period of time as he's been in San Francisco – he is maxed that, that this is the kind of play you're going to get. And for the right organization, right? A rebuilding organization who's looking for a guy to go in there. And like you said, create a new culture. Uh, that's a perfect guy. That's might be a perfect place. Some kind of place where uh, it's not necessarily about winning 10, 11, 13 games, but it's about building a culture. I and mean, it's a perfect guy to do that where you can, you can be cool with all the turnovers, but this team has established uh, a healthy San Francisco 49er team should be a team competing for a Super Bowl. And look, we were, we were a game away, and that's with Jimmy Garoppolo making the same kind of throws and the same kind of errors he made in 2019 when we were able to get to a Super Bowl. It's just they're, they're, they know that he's at his ceiling, and they're looking for, for more. And that's, that's perfect. That's perfectly fine. Shanahan should be applauded for what he got out of Jimmy Garoppolo this year. And in 2019 and in 2017, I don't want to hear about Kyle not being able to to develop a quarterback or, or do all these other things. He literally got the most, he squeezed all the juice out of that orange. That was Jimmy Garoppolo squeezed all of it out. Mm -hmm. Right. And it led to two NFC championship games and a Super Bowl berth. Kyle is the best thing that's happened to this franchise since Jim Harbaugh left. Yeah. So I so if you know I've been very pessimistic, but my optimism is with Kyle being able to maximize a Trey Lance. Yeah, I agree. And who uh who is it? Quano Matthews comparing a rook who played two games versus an eight-year vet. I, I want I, I'd love more context on that. What, what a, are we... In the comment section, there's a guy saying that Trey isn't better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Of course he's not better than Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Sure. He shouldn't be. Jimmy Garoppolo is an eight-year veteran. He should be better than a, a rookie quarterback who hasn't played in two years. And the fact that a rookie quarterback who hasn't played nearly as much as Jimmy Garoppolo and at the level and in the big type of games that Jimmy Garoppolo has played, that that eight-year quarterback, that eight-year quarterback, that veteran makes rookie mistakes and has continued to make the same rookie mistakes and has now 
have put the organization with all the talent that it has in a position where it felt it needed to move on, get cheaper, sign some other guys because they feel that Kyle Shanahan can take a quarterback and get similar production. Why? What's I don't understand the uh, the issue there. Like, what has Jimmy done from a production standpoint that would Nothing. warrant a team holding on to him for the nothing. remainder of his contract? Absolutely not. Absolutely nothing. Look he at, has done now that you can get that type of production from, from a lot of different quarterbacks around the lead is 17 to 26, right? You can get 16 to 22. You can get 15 to 19 for 182 and two. And that's, that's a great day for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like you can like, you can get that from other pieces. And if they think Trey Lance as he settles in with the Kyle Shanahan could do some of those similar numbers, not asking him to do any more saying, Hey, you look, we understand you're a rookie or you're young. You're going to make some of these turnovers, but it, look, we can get to a super bowl. If you do some of those similar things, like what, what I don't like, what are we talking about, man? I mean, I don't understand. And I want to hear more. Want to like, talk to me. What is, what is your outside of him being an eight year vet? What has he done outside of being likable? Outside of being no. a, a, a leader, like I would say, he is a leader. And he's a likable guy, and he goes out there and he does his role to the best of his ability. But frankly, that's not good enough to get it done. So why would you want the organization to hang out and just be content with that instead of trying to get better? Yeah, I mean, I, I I've been saying it for a little over two years now that he's not the guy. The cut. The 49ers have said they'll said the same thing with their actions that he's not the guy. Trey Lance is going to have to, at the very least, live up to the win percentage, right? Because there is a lot of part, lot of the fan base just doesn't do some of the other homework when it comes to the the the, the game of football, right? They 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 enjoy just going to the games and happy with wins. But I'm a process person. You're a process person. Yes, we like the results, but we also want to talk about the process. How do we get there? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we look at the past charts, we look at all the statistics, everything everything is part of the why we do this. Just look at Jimmy Garoppolo's past charts for the whole season. They're the same. Yeah. Nothing's different. How many, look, two interceptions, two interceptions, zero interceptions, no touchdowns, two interceptions, one touchdown, one interception. Like, that's who he is. And for him to get he's going to get a lot of love because of what came before him. Right. But the gap between good Kaepernick and Jimmy Garoppolo isn't that long. Right. It's just the, the dysfunction of the franchise for those two years made it feel like forever. Right. Even yeah. the, four, the the final year of Harbaugh felt like what the fuck is going on? And you get Tom Sula farting at a press conference, mm-hmm. Chip Kelly not being able to get Dak Prescott and the whole disaster there. And then you have to fire another head coach or the laughing stop of the NFL. You know, those things, Matt, those things all play into the perceived, the perceived um, love of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, is he a nice guy? Absolutely. Do his teammates love him? Absolutely. He's a gamer. He goes out there and does his best, but his best isn't good enough. And that's why they ultimately moved on. It's not just because of injuries. Exactly. It's performance. It's the, well. the window in the NFL is too, it, it's too small to, lose those years those precious years on the guys like the Debo Samuels the George Kittles the Bosa's right the the Fred Warner's 
of the world. Like you, you got to go after it at some point. And if the Niners think they can save money, get similar production and hope now we add an extra dimension with this guy's legs. And you know what? We've saved money in the meantime, so we can solidify some of our other positions or other weaknesses. You you can you can make up the stats that Jimmy Garoppolo, right, that, that, that he brought. So or you can just sit down and sit tight and enjoy, you know, being a playoff team and then getting bounced or being a playoff team that hopes that they don't have to play against a team that's going to shut down one aspect of our game, like the run. And then now it is all on Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulders where he has not had a single playoff moment, a single where you can go back and it's going to be on NFL network 10 years from now, where it's like, remember when Jimmy Garoppolo dominated this team in the NFC championship or in this divisional round, even Colin Kaepernick has those moments. Like Colin yeah, has cool. moments like it's that cool. will live forever, right? Jimmy has never had one of those. Jimmy's claim to fame is I won a football game and did nothing but hand the ball off. Like that is his like, holy shit. That's what he had to talk about when they went to the Super Bowl the entire time was they were able to get to a Super Bowl where they asked their quarterback to do absolutely nothing. Like – Come on, guys. I mean, we're trying to get better and we're hating on an organization for getting And again, he's a likable guy who is a leader and works his ass off and he's a pro's pro. But an organization's trying to get better. Why would you hate this organization for that, for moving off of Jimmy? It's because there's been, you know, there hasn't been a guy, right? He looked like the guy. He fit the role. He came from New England. Right. The, the, the bar was really things. low. The bar was yeah, low. The bar was really low, and he, he exceeded that bar, right? So hopefully Lance can exceed that low bar too, but also elevate it to the point where he may not be replaceable in five, six years, that he is the guy, right? That he's the one who gets us the six Super Bowl ring. He's the one who keeps us in a 10-win window for 10-plus years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of it. Now, yeah. Jen mentioned the Saints game. I didn't mention that, not a playoff game. But that's a massive game where that was the only time, the one time you could say Jimmy Garoppolo went straight blow for blow quarterback duel. Yeah. I don't know another time where it was just a offensive duel of quarterbacks. Yeah, wasn't, there was, that was, is the only time I can, I remember, I mean, if there's another one, please let me isn't. know. But that is the one that I, I can recall more than anything. Yeah, no, it, it there isn't. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the only person that got hit in stride was the Emmanuel Sanders pass to Mostert, but that was never yeah. mind. I'm joking. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> um, how will Garoppolo's tenure be remembered? Um, it should be positive. It should be a positive right? ten. Like again, we talked about, and, and yeah, we're we're critical of Jimmy, but we said it. You know, we're going to say the good things and the bad things. Like, I mean, we're going to keep it real the entire time. It is not just Jimmy, like Jimmy hate. You mentioned it. He brought hope back to an organization. That's high praise. An organization that was in the gutter, an organization that just, it, it seemed rough, man. And it was depressing and it sucked the energy out of you. And then they get Kyle and then Kyle and, and John decide, and they make a move for Jimmy and it brings the energy and excitement. And I'll remember that the most. I will remember Jimmy Garoppolo um, 
you know, going in there, walking in, dealing with a bunch of crazy, crazy questions being asked to him all the time uh, about, oh, well, what about Trey? And you're leaving, right? And you're this is only a one year. It's kind of like a rental period. And you're this bridge quarterback and blah, blah, blah. And I, I will remember the pros pro who brought life back to San Francisco. And I think the big thing is that time you have to know when to walk away from a relationship and I will give Kyle credit because it would be easy to say, well, as long as we keep winning 10 games and we're contending, like a lot of organizations would just be content with that and not this organization. So I, it's gotta be a positive. Unfortunately, there were injuries. That's going to be the one thing that I think sticks with him for a while. It was just going to be, it was a positive five years. Injuries, injuries, right. For the most part, relatively positive five years. Injuries made the 49ers continue to look at other options. And then as time went on and there became more and more tape on this guy, then play was also a really big part of this. It was injuries and then play. Uh, But overall, hey, man, we, you know, potentially we've been in two NFC championships and a a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's a hell of a, a tenure for any team. Any team would want that. Yeah, we just got to break the cycle. Yeah, like let's get, let's break the cycle. Let's, you know, maybe Jose, not even, a ten-year quarterback, right, bro? Like, how well, like can we please just have a guy? Yeah. Oh, Siri's talking. Uh, um, you know, it's uh, too many times in these in too many times in, in when the Niners would lose, it's because we couldn't close out games, right? You know, Vivi, I've. I don't want to mispronounce the name, Phoebe, on the comments. How are we going to going up, going to be up 17-7 and still not make another field goal? Jimmy should have done a little bit better. Yeah, man. It, it always comes back down to the quarterback and the head coach. And based on the game tape, based on the tape, I don't know the calls. There was plays to be made, and they were not made by the quarterback. Uh, and I um, love so I love Cody's comments right after that. It's important to establish a culture and prove to the rest of the league you can win helps you get free agents to come to your team jimmy was a big part of that and that is that is a hundred percent a fact absolutely like no big free agent unless they're just trying to get paid right unless they just want the money you know a lot of guys want to go especially if they're finally a free agent and they want to be able to to make a move to a contender you know, they want to know that they're going to an orga- a good organization who takes care of their guys and it's got the right culture and they're a few pieces away from trying to get over the hump. And that's what I think where would Jimmy helped out a lot. Like by having that quarterback, you know, improving the quarterback position so much, now it became a much more viable option for other teams to go to or for other players to go there. No Uncle Sherman without Jimmy. There we go, Bobby. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna have like a negative place for Jimmy Garoppolo when it, when it's all said and done. Once whatever it is traded or released, um, you know, to me, he's gonna fall right into that. Alex Smith, Jeff Garcia, you know, that's that's where he, that's his bubble. Yeah. To me, my three is Joe, Steve, Cap. Right, Cap gets that third spot because of his playoff experiences. Those runs were masterful. Those runs were great. Yeah. They were excellent, exciting. Bro, there were times you could say we won because of Kaepernick. 
Like bro, what he did to extend drives, to run run all over a team, pick up big first downs, and then throw fucking lasers all over the field. I will absolutely say that that's the top three, bro. Like that's got to be. It's not. It's not that you can say no. He did carry them in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Them. I don't want to hear yeah. the defense. No, the defense was down in Atlanta. Remember that the defense mm-hmm. didn't gave was, almost thirty five points to Aaron Rodgers. The defense, the defense um, played very well in the second one in Green Bay, but the uh, the rest of the offense did not operate except for Colin Kaepernick. Like, let's get this stuff straight. And then I said it to you before against Carolina the way he did. Come on, man. Yep, that's I, I told you before. I mean, I think that's that's if there's anything that's Kyle Shanahan's biggest. It's the original biggest, sin. Biggest biggest sin was moving off a of cap way too quickly. Just you know, not wanting the heat, just just moving off of him because you end up getting a guy like Trey years down the line, and you could have had you could have started off with a guy like Cap, who was a vet, who was not nearly as turnover prone as a Jimmy Garoppolo, and extremely you know uh, multi dimensional as a thrower. You know, maybe he doesn't have that the purest of throws and that release or quick release that uh, Kyle likes to talk about from time to time, but, but uh, Cap could throw any ball, man, and make it look silly running around, flicking his wrists and throwing it 50 yards down the field. I mean, I think that's the original sin, but it's neither here nor there. Now we got uh, the Rook coming in um, and you know, we've, we've got D'Amico coming back, which that's, that's exciting news, right? I mean, we've got D'Amico back. And we get our rookie to work with uh, our wide receivers, at least yeah. Brandon, right? So, yeah, they're going to be that's 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 what we have to look forward to. So, season's over. It was fun. It was great. You know, twenty twenty one season is going to go down in the books as you know just a season of missed opportunities, right? <laughs> missed opportunities. Uh, you could have had. You could have played better in those four losses. You could have. Yeah. You know, you could have been. You could have been a little bit better about your decision-making, right, Kyle? You could have been a little bit better about some of your draft choices, right? Mm-hmm. Granted, every Thomas came on late. Funga, I'm still, eh, wishy-washy on. You got nothing out of Trey Sermon. You didn't get anything out of Aaron Banks. And then, hopefully, Trey Lance was developing behind the scenes. So, I hope so. You know, I, I, I hope that this offseason, Trey focuses on his release, his footwork, and he gets to work with his guys. Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, like these, those three, those three guys and Trent Williams on offense and Elijah Mitchell need to be literally living together this entire offseason. I, they, they need to. You know they what I mean? To. So, hey, and we think we have how many losses do we have this year? Seven. Seven. Yeah. And of those in the regular season, five of those or one possession or less. And then this one here in the playoffs was also one possession, right? Or I'm sorry, there five of them were one possession. And this playoff game was another, you know, type of, uh, you know, one one possession, one score type of uh, loss. And our point differential, if you, if you really think about it, you know, that's where, man, if we just had extended a drive a little further and instead of punting one drive or kicking a field goal, we turn that into seven. I mean, there's lots of wins we left on the table this year from a positioning standpoint and to 
to end the season the way we did, um, you know, you got to be able to to be happy with that, especially when it looked really, really bleak. And I mean, it did look really, really bleak as a team and they found a way to stick together and work through it and, and come back really strong and found themselves in an NFC championship, man. So it was a beautiful thing. It absolutely was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, this, this is going to be an off season of a lot of, a lot of decisions. They got 40, 41 free agents. Yeah, I was um, looking at the list. It was, it was I think, interesting. I think you and I will agree. Lakin, DJ Jones, Arden oh, yeah. Key, Jordan Willis, those guys need to be back. Aziz needs to be back. Hundred um, percent. And I'm bringing, I'm bringing Tart back. I don't care about the pick that he dropped. And I, I, I hate that's like for lack of better terms, not that I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, if we're not in the NFC Championship game without his tackle against Aaron Jones, we're not two and zero without his play against the Eagles. Right. He made oh, a shit ton of plays all year. I'm not going to kill the guy for one dropped interception. And you know what I love about it? It was it was pure accountability. There were yeah. no there were buts. It was it was a guy that you actually felt so hurt about that he dropped it because it was there. You can you know he wanted it, and uh, just so happens I think it hits him high on the shoulder and not quite in his hands right away, and he drops it. And it, I would have loved for him to make it because we all would. He's just, he's just that kind of guy too, right? I mean, we we love Tart. And we know how good of a player he is. And we know that that's going to eat him up, but it's going to drive him and he's going to work harder and harder and harder. And uh, I'd love to be able to, to keep a guy like Tart. I would love that. I yeah. think someone brought You know, if, if the money's right, there's a lot of guys on this team that I'd like to have back if the money's right. Yeah. Um, but there are certain guys that you're going to have to pay for. DJ Jones is going to be one that you're going to have to pay some money to keep DJ around. And I, th- I think he's earned, he's earned it. I mean, his play has earned the, the money he's going to get. Um, and Lakin deserves it. Uh, even though you even mentioned, you know, he's getting worked a little bit, uh, but you got to be able to keep him. Verrett, I'm interested. I'm intrigued by Verrett on some type of team friendly, like really team prove it deal again. Um, but there's a lot of guys. I'm interested to see what they do with with K1. I, I, I I'm not sure, you know, how that goes moving forward. But there's a lot of things up in the air right now with the 49ers. Lots of free agents, and with the money that uh, they will open up because of the Jimmy Garoppolo move, um, you know, we'll see what they decide or how they want to start spending that. So, yeah, it's gonna be a lot to break down the off season. Um... We are going to well. I will be at the Senior Bowl tomorrow. Yes, I'm week. excited for you for that mobile. Uh, me and Jason Aponte will be out there. So if you have any players that you want us to take a look at, or just get some video of, tag us on Twitter. You know, or hit us up on Twitter, and then we will do our best to get you guys some content of those guys. Um, as far as podcast goes, um. Fern, I don't know what your schedule is. Like. We'll figure that out if you want to do something based on the on the senior bowl or practices or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but I think um, I think you and I want to take a break, maybe two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. Some fam- I'm coaching my kid. I'm coaching. We got a lot of stuff. I mean, something something pops up. 
Um, We're not going anywhere. We'll be back. Yeah, yeah. Something pops up with the Senior Bowl, and you want to chat with someone. Um, but yeah, little little family time, a little coaching. Uh, you know, it's that type. It's that time to do it before we start getting crazy into the draft and uh, get going all over again. So yeah. Um, so yeah. So tomorrow Senior Bowl. So I will have practice th- Wednesday and Thursday, um, and then some probably some content on tomorrow night. Well, I'll figure out what I got to do there, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I will tell you this, I was getting gassed with doing the pods and uh, just the Twitter interaction. You know, it's like, I'm not here to, to dump on people or, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm just sharing my thoughts. I don't, the negativity on the internet, it's, it's kind of got to me a little bit there, but this is therapy at the end of the day. I needed to talk to you about this game. We didn't even Same. talk about the game. Yep. So nope. we're not going anywhere. We're going to take a couple of weeks, probably just two weeks, and then come back after the Super Bowl. And then by then, hopefully, a lot more draft content is there. And uh, it's perfect. I got, got some family vacations. I got I got stuff planned too myself, man. It's uh, but you're right. This is therapy for me too. So I I love coming on here, whether I agree with people or disagree, or we get in little conversations back and forth within the comments. I truthfully always respect everybody's opinion uh whether i think it's right or not uh you know i'm i love it i love engaging with people and and having a good time and and in general you know sometimes life can get pretty crazy and hectic and you can be down in the dumps and whether it's work or whatnot but this fourth and goal podcast and talking with all of you is always something that uh it is therapeutic man it's nice to be able to just unwind crack a beer with everybody and uh chat it up so i i really really enjoyed myself and i appreciate you avi for for giving me that call and uh and, and bringing me on this season of course buddy no problem so I, I thank you for that um gold blood prince had a really good question real quick before we get out of here mm-hmm. um do we see maybe war in the slot more next year with more coming back next year hmm that's intriguing Tavares more an ac achilles tear I like Tavares more. I do as well. Do they do they move off? Question to you, Gold Blood Prince, in the comments. Do they move off of Tart and move Tavares more to strong safety and that keep would, free safety? Now you have insane. speed and a pretty good hitter in Tavares more. The only thing with Tavares more, he's just got really bad angles. So there's that. I was going to say, do you think the organization is as high on more as, as we are? Do they like him as much as we like him? I mean, I like him, but I'm not like keep him around forever. I'm I, what I'm going to do tomorrow, to Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is look at safeties. <laughs> I'm, I'm yes, going safe all the way. So yes, I've sir. been on this since the beginning of the season. Safety, 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 safety. Um, but we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to all the offseason stuff in the next couple of weeks. I will try to do my best to get some senior bowl content to you guys. During the week, and Fern, as always, I do appreciate you. As always, follow us on Twitter at Fourth and Gold Podcast. If you're watching the show, please hit that like button, subscribe on YouTube. We really appreciate it. subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate that as well. Um, once we get to that thousand followers, like I said, I'm gonna get, to, I'm gonna, I'm giving away a jersey. So help us get to that thousand subscribers. We'll do a quick raffle and uh, we'll figure it all out. But until, until after the Super Bowl, probably. With nine, we'll be back. Um, as always, follow me on Twitter at Javier Vague underscore. Follow my guy Fernando here at 
DZ0880. And uh, as always, it was a tough loss. It's still go Niners. All day. Faithful, baby. We'll be back next year. That's what it is. That's what we do. Thanks for everything. Peace.